big questions right now is like, uh, well, at some point during the design, you can foresee like how much your building is gonna cost, like in, in terms of uh, heating and cooling. So now that you have going through all, the whole year, what you can say about it? So have you seen like any difference in your, let's say, like energy bills in a way? Yeah, for sure. We we I briefly touched on it before, but uh, with with our energy bills now, the heating and cooling portion is definitely a lot less. It, and it's, it's, it's maybe not quite that like $300 a year we expected or whatever, because again, that's, that's totally dependent on us too. If we leave a door open for too long or we do, you know, we do something that could offset that perfect scenario, then it, it's going to cost us a bit more, but we have, uh, we basically have no gas bill whatsoever. So uh, the only we did have to and passive is the one exception we did get was we do have a gas line in here. Um, but that gas line actually doesn't have anything to do with the heating or cooling of the building. It's because we couldn't find a pressure washer that had a heated tank with it that could keep up to the volume we need that was done uh, any other way than gas. So that gas line is feeding uh, is feeding that one pressure washer. It has nothing to do with the building. And then the electrical side of things, uh, as I'd mentioned before, our previous Subaru building had 11 staff working, 11 to 12 working in the building on a day-to-day, on our, on our operating basis. And the building was just less than half the size of this. So now our, our new building being over, over twice the size, basically, is... Uh, is running at about the same expense or even less, uh, especially less during the winter time because we don't have the gas to heat the building, uh, is running at, as the same or less as a building half its size, but with now twice as many staff or at least 10 more staff. So that's a, that's a pretty unique statement there. And to, to change that perspective a little bit more, our GM store, which is on the same kind of six-acre plot that we have here, is basically exactly double the size. They have uh, they have about seventy staff in that building. There, their bills are over five or six times more energy wise than our super building is. Right, no, that's uh, for sure pretty impressive, right? So that uh, for sure is is something that uh, yeah is basically trying to educate all the, the the persons here in the in the province, saying that uh, you, you are investing in passive solution, and and again, is that doesn't mean that the active solution doesn't yeah doesn't work anymore. It's like wow, it's is basically trying to kind of complement in on a holistic way the solution in order that if you invest more on passive um, areas again the active solution will trigger in when it be used right so if you invest uh, in, in in the things that uh, will cost you like less maintenance and it, it will be there if it's installed in the proper way from the get-go of course, right? You you'll you'll see the benefits, right? Again, you're you're running on certain things as you were mentioning that it's more like education and the way how you have to operate the building as uh open and close the door and trying to kinda of have that scenario where okay, we need to kinda of just be more conscious about it in order to kinda of just do better the next time, right? So, so the other thing that I was uh, looking at at certain resources is that you went above and beyond on what was required in the passive house uh principles i noticed that uh, 
you were installing like some uh, collectors of, of water and you also put pavers. I think when you were taking the decision, you were saying, well, up to like how much I can go, right? So that was your initial plan or something that came around uh, later on? What what you can tell about it? Uh, well, let's address those permeable pavers. So those permeable pavers make me look good, like I went over and above. But if you were to visit our site, um, one of the things the city of Red Deer asked us to do was build a retaining wall between our two properties on this site because of the difference in elevation between the two. And from a visual perspective, from a usage perspective, that retaining wall just wasn't going to work for me. So I needed to figure out a way that we could capture enough water so that the city's sewer systems weren't getting bombarded or there wasn't issues that may come up without having that retaining wall. So these permeable stones actually worked out perfectly. They were able to offset the, uh, the stuff that the city was requesting, you know, that would have been offset by the retaining wall. So in turn, we end up, you know, kind of falling backwards into good luck because instead of building what would have been a very expensive retaining wall, we still end up having to do an expensive paving and draining uh, drainage system. But now I get to keep the look that I want to have where that's a continuous, you know, uh, a lot as opposed to one that's chopped up. And we also now have this very unique, special and interesting kind of spot where customers don't quite get it right off the bat, but yeah, we want you to drive on that moss bed. We want you to drive on that clover and, and, you know, and even um, after we put this in, if your car happens to be leaking or your car happens to be, uh, you know, spitting out some kind of oil or whatever else, we actually want you to park it on those beds too, because the, the instead of leaving it just on the concrete for it to go into the sewer system, uh, we can we can leave it on our permeable paving stones where the clover and the mosses and the weeds and whatever else are growing in there are actually going to be a little bit more helpful if your car is leaking some kind of fluid because it, it doesn't seem to make any sense. You think, well, you're killing your grass, but all of us know how quickly clover and <laughs> that stuff can grow back. And it can, it's pretty well growing on top of uh, concrete at this moment anyway. So those, uh, those pads have been pretty unique, pretty cool. And that, that, uh, that all came solely out of the fact that we didn't want to build a retaining wall. So that, uh, that, that made us not only look good, but it also made it really kind of cool. Oh, that's great. And uh, yeah, I think I read you were planning to install some portable takes panels in the future in order to maybe just neutralize whatever that's electrical consumption that you are using right now. Is something that uh, you're planning to do in the future or, or not actually? Yes. Yeah. So what uh, what our plan was there is uh, we would we would love to incorporate uh, a little bit of solar energy capture so that we can uh, we, we can add that to our kind of our list of cool things here. But what we'll also be tying that into is a bit more of a uh, market side of things to when our plug-in electric vehicles start to show up so you will see um we've got it pre-wired in a a number of areas so that we can put those uh um panels in 
that will capture the energy there, but they'll also act as shelters and they'll be able to kind of emphasize our charging areas and that sort of stuff too. So yeah, those are future, future plans. Um, right now uh, with, with the market, the way it is and um, uh, other provinces kind of gobbling up the demand of electric or plug-in hybrids uh, right now, we don't have any of those at our super store. And in fact, we don't actually have any of them at our GM store either. Uh, the, the market there actually is, uh, is, is so strong for those cars in other provinces. Alberta's kind of being skipped over right now, but that will come. I mean, that's going to be, you know, maybe not, maybe not uh, next year we'll have a, a large supply of them, but by 2023, 2024, you're going to start to see electric uh, making more of a presence here in Alberta too. So we're waiting for uh, that type of product to show up so that we can all tie it together as a, as a bit of a, um, you know, an introduction to electrics for our customers. Right, right. No, that's uh, that's good. Good explanation as well. So, and for me, like, if in the future you have the opportunity to kind of just build another building, so you will kind of just pursue to another passive house? Yeah, I'm sold. Uh, one of the things that uh, I'm kind of saving up for right now is I would like to build a passive residential, like a multifamily, some kind of a, a apartment or maybe even just townhome style setup. But uh, to see how that works in a in a residential uh, setting as well. But for sure, um, if we are to do another fresh build, we will uh, will definitely be either going for the full passive certification or at very minimum uh, incorporating a lot of these passive uh, theories into that build because uh, we are living proof right now. This is. This, this was money well spent, but it was also, uh, it, it, it's, it's made life better for all of us in the building. The building itself is, uh, is performing. We're consuming less. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I'm hooked. I, I, I like the, uh, I like the idea. I like the concepts. I like the theories and we want to try and do more of it when the opportunity presents itself. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, yeah, and uh, one of my last questions that I have uh, is uh, more for Garrett's uh, point of view, right? So I know that a lot of uh, new generations are listening right now. And uh, something that I've done in the past with the uh, older guests is ask the same, the same question. is like, what's one thing you wish had known when you began your career? So something that uh, you specifically can just share with uh, everybody and say like, okay, I would like to have known this specific element or this specific phrase, something that you can share with everybody in order that, uh, yeah, everybody can be inspired by you. Sure. I could, I could probably list dozens of things there, but I think the big one for us, being that I'm in a retail industry, being that, uh, you know, our, our industry is highly competitive, uh, the one thing I wish I would have done, not in year 12 of my career, but more like in year two, is that don't be afraid to stand out. Uh, the world loves a good story. The world loves a unique story. And being different is uncomfortable, but being different sells and being different stands out. And that's something that I wish I would have taken those gambles 
years ago because they're they're really not gambles at all. Um, when you look at it, the best stories in the world are about people that are you know so different from the normal. <laughs> why why would we not all strive for that? So I guess that would be my best piece of advice. And the other side of things too is uh, with this building, I'll just kind of add on to that sort of uh, same same sentiment. But uh, you know, I, I don't consider myself you know, uh, a, a green activist or anything like that. I don't really consider myself quite frankly, to be all that educated when it comes to conservation and when it comes to, uh, you know, ways that we can, we can save the environment. Yes. My industry is going through it just like the, the construction industry is too. We all have to get better, but this building didn't gain my full attention and full passion until I found out, this is just more efficient. It's going to provide a better living area for the people that occupy it. And it's going to uh, typically last longer, be more durable and be simpler to maintain. Now, very different to maintain, but simpler. And that there just kind of builds into our whole, you know, efficiency is, is, is crucial to us in our businesses been very very similar for years and years and years and why not strive to improve efficiencies everywhere you can and this that's this really stood out to me this is not about being green this is just about building something that's more efficient than the next guy and in just about every aspect whether it be business sport whatever it may be if you're more efficient than your competitor you're you're beating them Oh, that's uh, that's correct. Like uh, trying to be different as the the actual competitors, right? Is what uh, put us in this spot and trying to kind of, oh man, should I be doing like this in this way? But what happened if it doesn't work? Thank you for for being the pioneer at least on this uh, building in order to outstand between the other car dealerships as well because it's it's not easy. But but again, right? Is in in a way you can feel like it's more safe doing everything in the conventional way, but trying to kind of just do different just for the sake to to improve its uh, sentiment, save more energy or be more green, right? So, no, that's a pretty good point point of view. So, I think, yeah, my last question will be, how can we connect with you or, or your company? Well, I'm, uh, if, if you look at uh, any of my uh, social platforms, whether it be our dealerships or even myself, I'm pretty available there but uh scott subaru is uh is here in red deer and kip scott gmc cadillac buick uh you can you can find me i'm i'm all i'm all over those pages i i do uh i do i do keep myself pretty accessible so uh whether that be uh facebook uh twitter it's basically just at garrett scott so uh that's that's the best way to get a hold of me and uh through the dealerships as well, uh, anywhere on our about us pages, all the emails that, uh, all those links go directly to me. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty accessible and, uh, be happy to discuss more. If anybody's got some questions about, about a passive build or being, being someone who has done the job now, what it's like, or even just offer a tour and show you what's different from a conventional build. So, uh, happy to do that. No, thank you. And uh, 
And again, right, thank you because uh, you didn't hesitate in order to kind of have this conversation. I can remember you, I asked the question and just, just jump uh, right off uh, the bat and it was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And uh, no, thank you for being uh, being uh, approachable. And uh, of course, like I, I understand and I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, whoever wants to kind of reach you in order to kind of know more about uh, about your building, about your uh, uh, your focus in the sense to to how improve and how be different. You you'll be there. Thank you, thank you for your time. Yeah, hopefully we can just meet uh, in person and uh, yeah, we can go from there. Great, thank thank you uh, and uh, keep in touch, Carlos. That sounds good. Okay, thank you. And please don't forget to leave me a review on whichever platform that you're using to listen in this podcast either good or bad. Remember, Mexican have thicker skin, you will hurt my feelings, that's for sure. And better yet, if it has some good criticism, so I can learn from it and improve it, that will be even greater. I understand this hasn't been perfect, but it can be better every time. I recognize your time is valuable, and would like you to enjoy this moment with me as well. Also, if you like what you get from this audio, I will recommend you to be the first to share this info with your friends, so maybe they can get something valuable from it as well. Thanks for listening, and let's meet again soon.